This is Buck's First Thoughts, the news you need to get for your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, this week we get to hear from the Biden administration about what a great job they're doing, which will be like living in an alternate universe tomorrow. You can be sure of that. Uh, they're making making uh, sure for all of us that the economy is limping back to where it was before the pandemic. They're making uh, every preparation possible, it seems. They're, they're taking every step uh, to move money around, to engage in fairness slash equity, which is a fancy way of talking about Marxism. And they're going to be raising taxes. They're going to be hurting businesses. This is what socialists do. I know they're Democrats, but they're actually socialists. Just look at what they want. Look at what they would do if they could get away with it. Got to get ready for all this stuff. One way to do it is with gold and silver. You know, you can actually have gold and silver delivered to your door or placed directly in your IRA or 401k tax and penalty free. That's right. I'm talking about real gold and silver in your hands or your retirement accounts. You know, the thing about gold is they can't just print it out of thin air. Why should you own real gold and silver? Because they hold their value, especially when markets decline or fail. The Oxford Gold Group is the industry leader in precious metals offering gold and silver at the lowest prices on the market. It's the company I trust to put gold and silver into both my hands and into my IRA. The Oxford Gold Group will beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-600-GOLD and request your free precious metals investment guide. 833 833- 600 gold speak with the oxford gold group today they'll answer all of your questions and send you their precious metals investment guide call the oxford gold group 833-600 gold why do the leftists insist that we suffer the consequences of running an experiment that we've already done in the past when it comes to law enforcement our approach to police the rule of law in this country we we have to suffer the consequences of their refusal to accept reality, to see what's really going on, or to learn from history. In this country, we went through a period, the 70s into the 80s, into the 90s, uh, when it finally turned around, where the general feeling was that crime was a social issue, a societal construct, if you will. We were all responsible for criminality in one way or another, even if we didn't commit any crimes, it was collectivized guilt. And therefore, we couldn't really punish criminals. We we always needed to find a way to try to rehabilitate or reform or just excuse. And this led to flight in large numbers from uh, major American cities. People realized they no longer wanted to be in a place that they couldn't feel safe, especially when the left-wing states and left-wing cities were defunding uh, the, the police and disarming individual citizens, right? So fewer cops, less, uh, less lawful gun ownership going on, which I have to specify that because the criminals always can get guns. You want to get a gun illegal? It's not hard, all right? A gun is not a piece of plutonium. It's not that difficult to get your hands on it, as we all know. And yet we're going through this madness because we've had a period here of relative safety and security in this country 
of national crime numbers and homicides going down. And Democrats have decided, you know what, let's just start to replace common sense with virtue signaling. And let's decide that cops are the problem. There are 330 million plus people in America. And in any given year, you have a few hundred people who are shot and killed by police nationwide. That's a very, very small number. You've got 15 to 20,000 homicides, depending on the year. You've got a few hundred shootings involving police. And yet there is a fixation, an obsession on the part of the Democrat Party, the left and the corporate media, the uh, civilizational arsonists of our time uh, with just focusing on the cops as the problem and everything else as irrelevant. Everything else is secondary, even the truth, as we see, even when we look at the situations that are unfolding where we're told, oh, oh, here's another bad cop. Well, that's not really true. Doesn't matter. It's a narrative. Well, here's a cop who did something awful. Hold on a second. Did the cop do something bad? If that's the case, we want the person to be punished. But what does the proof show us? What does the evidence indicate? Ah, There's still a narrative, though. The narrative does not change even when the facts do. And that's very damaging. Something to keep in mind as we go forward here. Now, the latest case involves uh, uh, for the BLM movement and the Democrat left involves a man named Andrew Brown. Andrew Brown was shot and killed by police officers uh, last week in Elizabeth city okay so this is is a place uh in north it's a city of north carolina and and this is a situation where there's going to be body camera footage released now 20 seconds of body camera footage has already been shown to the family and to the lawyers for the family for andrew brown there have been protests people are out in the street protesting over this individual and they don't know anything All they know is a black man was killed by law enforcement and they assume this must be nefarious. It must be criminal. And it's time for more protests and perhaps even more riots, depending on how this goes. There are still some people out there in I mean, there are considerable numbers of them who think that there should be justice for Makia Bryant. We're still talking about this. When any rational, reasonable person who sees the facts, sees the broad daylight, up close video of what happened, knows that was the McKee Bryant shooting was a lawful shooting. Which is another way of saying the cop did nothing wrong. And in fact, the cop saved a life by taking a life. That's what you saw in the McKee Bryant shooting. Was there any apology given? Did LeBron James, did any of the celebrities that immediately jumped to demonize that law enforcement officer, did they say, sorry, maybe we should have thought a little bit more about this? No, no, because it's about power. This isn't about justice. This is about different groups that find this to be an easy way to make demands of society, to mobilize for the causes that they view as as important, whatever they may be, political causes, that is. And anything that gets in the way of this, any facts that come up that are counter to the narrative are are discarded right away. Now the family is saying, show us all the body camera footage. Well, 
here's what we know so far about this case. Uh, You have eight cops who are attempting to serve a search warrant on a uh, a drug dealer, a long known drug dealer named Andrew Brown, whose criminal record stretches, according to the Daily Mail, one hundred and eighty pages long. This is a career criminal. This is an individual who breaks the law over and over again. Now, we still need to know what happened in the lethal force incident here. But this is not a person who it would be reasonable to assume was doing nothing wrong. And there was no problem here. And he was just shot out of racism or systemic racism or whatever the latest left wing explanation is that that's not a a reasonable belief based on what we know so far. The fact that the family is saying they haven't seen enough of the body camera footage also leads me to believe that they don't have the grounds based on those 20 seconds that have been shown. They don't have the grounds to claim that this was a uh, an illegal shoot, essentially. Here's what is likely to have happened. He was in the car. They say his hands were on the steering wheel. They say, don't move, don't move. And he made a movement that made the officers think that he was going for a weapon. He is a career criminal. And so they fired. That is the likely circumstance here. Now, I haven't seen the video. It hasn't been as I speak to you, at least it has not yet been uh, released. But I think it's very important to understand that we, we can't go through this every week as a country where there's a shooting and we only hear about shootings that involve uh, black men and cops. You'll notice that there are more white men killed by cops in America every year than any other race. But the only police involved shootings that get attention involve African-Americans. The media focuses in, oh, a black man was shot by cops. This is a national news story. What are the facts? Oh, doesn't matter. It must be systemic racism. Then the facts come out. We find out. Hold on a second. Maybe this case was entirely justified as a shooting. And then they just move on to the next one. Still angry. Still using the same slogans, making the same claims about police. None of this comes without cost. We are watching in real time as the narrative of left wing activists of the Marxists within the Democrat Party who largely run the the spiritual side, if you will, of the Democrat Party who are in charge of mobilizing the shock troops of the Democrat Party. uh, People are suffering because of the ideas that are being pushed by the left. There is rising crime, violent crime, rape, murder, theft, home invasion, car theft, you name it, in cities across the country. Why would this be happening? In fact, given the year we've just gone through with COVID, crime should be far down, right? It should be, it should be way lower than it would be in a normal year, but that's not happening. Why? Because we're causing police to think twice before doing their jobs. They know they're not getting they're not being backed up. They know all it takes is someone to take a video of them and to say that, oh, look, here's another cop doing something racist. That person's life could be ruined. That cop's life could be ruined. And this is all cause and effect. It's as it's as clear as can be. The Democrat Party is doing everything it can to eradicate common sense as an approach to public policy. They're just forgetting about the most obvious things like cops 
keep us safe. That doesn't mean that all cops are good. It doesn't mean there are times when cops go too far. But in our society, police provide a, a critical service. Most people would view cops as really the, the most important civil service, uh, civil servants out there. And yet Democrats are undermining them. You'll notice they talk about high crime communities. They talk about what's going on in certain minority communities across the country in major cities. They never address any problem publicly. There's never any marches about anything except cops are bad. It's the cops fault. I mean, the sky high rates of drug use, of poverty, of of uh, broken families, of all sorts of dysfunction. And all we ever hear about is it's the cops fault. Look at what the cops are doing. It's a distraction. It's a distraction that's very politically powerful on the left uh, because it also avoids people looking at things like, why are the public schools so crappy in a lot of uh, predominantly minority neighborhoods of the country? Why haven't welfare programs eradicated uh, poverty as they have always claimed they would? Why haven't affirmative action programs alleviated the achievement gap, let's say? What's what's really working? What's not in our society? No, we can't have those discussions. We're not allowed to. It's just about racist cops. That's what they'll tell you. It's wrong. It's damaging. It makes everything worse for everyone. But that's really the the calling card of the BLM movement and the way the Democrat Party leverages it, weaponizes it for political purposes. All it manages to do is make everything worse for everyone. Now, the police body cam footage of that incident appears uh, to show uh, Bryant lunging at two separate people with a knife when she is shot. Uh, That is different, obviously, than what happened with Dante Wright. Do you think you jumped to conclusions there when you when you characterize things the way you did in that video we just played? No, it is still a tragic loss. It's a life that is that is lost. Um, We actively work uh, in trying to, you know, create um, opportunities uh, for tragedies like this not not to take place. Um, And so I I did not uh, mischaracterize. I think people oftentimes read uh, into these statements that we make uh, into ways to to sort of vilify us. and, And I don't know how you can't look at um, the the loss of a 16 year old life um, as not a loss, and how you can look at uh, a police officer who ends up um, using their their weapon to take a life as not being a tragedy in in our community. Notice that she doesn't feel badly for initially jumping. That was uh, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Doesn't feel who's an immigrant to this country and seems determined to tear this country down at every opportunity. You know, fled, fled Somalia, came to America, is now a member of Congress, and that's because America is so, such a racist, awful place, right? Somehow she manages to become a member of Congress as an immigrant to this country, as a, as a, uh, a woman born and raised in, in Africa, but she's there to always remind us how awful and racist America is. That's, that's what she views as... Her mandate, I suppose. Um, 
she was wrong about this cop. Um, it was a justified shooting. You can't stab somebody to death in front of a cop. Sorry, libs. We have some rules that we will still adhere to in society. There are there are still some truths that no matter how much CNN somebody watches, no matter how many times they get retweets of their idiocy online, we all still know that it's wrong to stab someone to death, even if you're only 16, and that people who can stop you from doing that should do that. But their impulse was on display. The left's anti-cop rage was on display for all to see right away. Oh, a black girl is killed by a police officer. It must be racist. He's racist. Accountability, LeBron James says. LeBron James is a moron. Is that surprising to any of you? LeBron James is good at playing basketball, which is a form of entertainment. That's it. This is not somebody you should listen to about anything else. I'm happy to see that finally it's sinking in that the whether it's the Oscars or LeBron James or these people are trying to destroy what is best in our country all the time. Hollywood celebrities, woke actors, woke sports, uh, sports stars. And they should be held accountable for their stupidity. But Ilhan Omar is not done. Throw throw a little more gasoline on the fire of uh, of discontent and a, and a overly racialized American discourse about law enforcement and and everything in our society. Now, everything has become overly racialized. The left does this. It used to be. You see, why do we call them Marxists? Why do I refer to them as Marxists? Because the way that in Marxist uh, in Marxist doctrine, the way that you gain power is by pulling a pe- pu- uh, pulling people apart based on class warfare. Well, now we have racial division instead of economic division as the primary means of turning society inward on itself to benefit the power of those who are dishonest about what's really happening. And here's Ilhan Omar talking about uh Derek Chauvin, and she used the, used the word play 18. A new poll finds that nearly half of Republicans think the jury and the Derek Chauvin trial uh, reached the wrong verdict. Uh, these numbers are stunning. Why do you think that is? Because uh, there, there has been, you know, so many uh, people who've been uh, spinning um, what happened to George Floyd and what the ultimate cause of his death was, uh, we now know um, that it was murder. Uh, and, you know, we didn't uh, need to be told um, by the jury with that guilty verdict. Uh, many of us saw that video and witnessed a lynching uh, take place, you know, throughout uh, the summer and uh, up to the um, court hearing, uh, we all thought it was eight minutes and 26, 46 seconds. Uh, and we ultimately uh, know that it was nine, nine, more than nine minutes. Uh, and I don't really um, know how we move forward as a society where there is uh, a particular segment um, that, that believes that that is a justifiable thing for a police officer uh, to do and that they should not be held accountable. She called it a lynching. As if he just wanted to kill George Floyd out of racial hatred. That's what she says about Derek Chauvin. I I wonder what she, which is just outrageous. I wonder what she would say about Justine Damon. 
How many of you even remember her name? Killed. No reason. Call the police about a noise complaint, basically, and a Somali-American immigrant who was on the police force, Mohammed Noor, shot her in the chest, killed her. No trial for him. You probably didn't even remember Justine Damon's name, did you? Why? Because the media didn't care at all. I had some fun yesterday pulling old tweets uh, that I've put out there. Let's see. We had November 29th, 2020. So in, in November of last year, I wrote, outdoor mask mandates are abject idiocy. I thought that was a good one. Here's one from... June of 2020, a year ago. Mask wearing for the healthy outdoors in summer is absurd and not rooted in science. This is so weird because I don't have a, an MD or a degree in microbiology or anything else. I'm not, I'm not an expert. So why is it, how is it that I knew that this was lunacy, outdoor mask mandates, and the CDC is just figuring that out now? Well, we'll... We'll get to that in a moment. These days, I'm trying to spend more time on those things where you can just enjoy yourself a little bit. And I'm also eating healthier than I have in a while because I realize how important it is to uh, make sure that you're fueling your body and you're putting the right kind of stuff into it. And if you're like me and you're just a real carnivore, you got to get a Moink box. Moink is amazing. This is grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and it's uh, uh, delivered directly to your door. So when you sign up at moinkbox.com slash buck, you'll get a year of ground beef for free, and then you pick what meats you want delivered with your first box. Change what you get each month. Cancel any time. You know, Moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was actually featured on Shark Tank. Kevin O'Leary, the host, said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted. I got to tell you, I agree. I'm a bacon snob. Moink bacon is amazing. I made a whole Moink chicken recently. Oh, my gosh. It was so juicy and flavorful. And I'm making a Moink ribeye this weekend. Already looking forward to it. I'm, I'm thinking about it every day. Join the Moink movement right now. Go to moinkbox.com buck. That's M-O-I-N-K. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash buck listeners to this show will get a free uh, get free ground beef for a year all right m-o-i-n-k moinkbox.com slash buck they'll deliver the best meats you've ever had chicken pork salmon steak all the ribeyes the fillets incredible stuff right to your door put it in your freezer you'll have it there whenever you need it moinkbox.com slash buck yeah, I mean, I think, frankly, outdoor mask mandates should just go, regardless of whether you're vaccinated. Um, there are a lot of locales and states that still have blanket mask mandates. So even if you live in a suburban area or rural area where you don't see that many people, there's still mask mandates in place. That does not make any sense. So I actually think outdoor mask mandates can go. But I also think that we can do a lot more with specifically incentivizing vaccination, including allowing businesses to come back at full capacity if they're checking for proof of vaccination. So, I mean, is there I mean, it's interesting to me that you say if wearing a mask outdoors, that there's not much point. I mean, that's essentially what you're saying is that I mean, what about being close to somebody you know, walking down the street, isn't that a risk if they haven't been vaccinated? 
I think the key at this point, Anderson, is that we have to think about reducing risk, not eliminating risk, because we're just not going to be able to live like that. We are seeing major portions of this country who are not yet vaccinated, who are already returning to doing everything they're doing pre-pandemic, because our guidance, the public health guidance, is so disconnected from their everyday reality. Well, oh, hold on. Who does she sound like here when she's talking about the risk outdoors? Who does she remind you? Oh, that's right. Me. And I'm not the only one I know, but some of us who have been telling you this for a year and just taking so much bile and nastiness and just threats from people all over the Internet for telling them the truth. I am amazed at how many lunatics out there, how many CNN watching psycho libs become enraged when I'm advocating for them, for all of us, to be able to breathe fresh air outside again. There was never data to support this. So let's ask the question. Let's dig into this. How did they get it so wrong? Why did it take so long? Why aren't they feeling apologetic at all for being such morons? Why don't the lockdowners feel shame for being so stupid? Why don't people like Anderson Cooper, who are supposed to work in the news business and speak truth and speak truth to power specifically, why don't they feel ashamed for being idiots? Oh, but what about outside walking past? Eh, wrong. It's never been a risk. Think about this. If you could get COVID by walking past somebody outdoors with one breath, 100% of the, of the country would have already been infected. Oh, by the way, what, what percentage do you think has been infected with all of our lockdown measures and all of our masks? At least a third, maybe half. They didn't tell you that at the beginning, did they? Oh, no, if you just do this, go with the lockdowns and shut down the businesses and mask up. You go to mask up. You got to put a mask over your face. I don't know what it is. The airlines are the most psychotic about this. I've, I've been flying many times over the course of the pandemic and airline attendants. Are they are they sent to solitary confinement if they're not if they're not mask fascists? I just, you know, on the airlines, they're crazy. There's oh my gosh, put the mask up, put the mask up, you know, mask up between points. People all over the plane are eating and chewing and doing things. No mask. It's idiocy. It makes no sense. But it was about controlling you. And I told you this all along. And if you listen to this show, God bless you, because you have known you have been voting for the truth with every minute you listen to what I've said about this. You, the listeners of this show across the country, have been supporting me as I try to push back against the Fauciite insanity. And we get to take a little victory lap now. We were right. They were wrong about outdoor masking, about school closures, about mask mandates in general. Oh, just go down the list. Go down the list about stay at home measures, about uh, bans on outdoor dining, indoor dining. All these things did nothing but add harm to an already very challenging situation. 
But you hear, I mean, Anderson Cooper is supposed to, he's this guy's a household name, you know, he's probably worth a couple of hundred million dollars at this point of CNN money, never mind the money from the Vanderbilt family that he comes from. That's, you know, he's, a, he's a trust fund baby. That must be nice. Uh, he, he can't figure out that outdoor masking is always stupid. That was Dr. Lena Wen. She was formerly the head of Planned Parenthood, so not a particularly ethical human being. Uh, but at least she is smart enough to get this one right. At least she can see that outdoor mask mandates are dumb. Now, she should have been saying this six months ago. Where are all the blue check MDs and MPHs and PhDs in microbiology? Where are they on this? This has been obvious all along. We've known this all along. But you have to remember Sturgis motorcycle rally, super spreader event. Donald Trump, you know, outdoor rally, super spreader event. BLM protests in the streets all across the country, people in close quarters, hundreds, thousands of them at a time, shouting and screaming in each other's faces. Necessary for public health reasons of protecting lives. Wait, what? That's what the blue check MD mafia was saying. Those blue check doctors, they showed us exactly who they were. The medical and public health community, unfortunately, has lost a lot of credibility here. I'm not talking about your frontline MDs and doctors who are just trying to deal with COVID. They're providing, obviously, a very necessary service. I'm talking about the people pushing the policies, the ones who are part of the discussion about government's role in this, because that's always where this was. I have never had any issue with individuals. You know, people want to stay home. They want to mask up. They want to double mask. They want to triple mask. Your health, your choice, right? The only thing that liberals really believe when it comes to choice is the choice to kill babies in the womb. But uh, it's, it's their health. It's their choice. If people want to actually do that stuff, fine. You know, if they think that it's worth constantly breathing in you know, the the refuse of whatever you're breathing out all the time with these filthy masks that we all know we're wearing masks. And who's wearing a fresh mask every day? Give me a break. No one is. And we, we all know that this is gross and it's weird and it doesn't make sense. Um, but if you if you pointed that out, you're a bad person. If you pointed out you're a bad person. But if somebody wants to do that, that's fine. My problem all along has been they want to make the rest of us do it. They've made the rest of us do it. My problem is that I, as an immune person, okay, I'm immune. That doesn't mean there's no chance I could get this. Yes, I could be one of the, I think there have been a 5,000 out of you know 50 million infections or something like that, or 50 million vaccinations or infections. A tiny, tiny percentage of people uh, get reinfected. You know, actually, I'll give, you, I'll give you the exact statistic. Breakthrough infections in the U.S., astoundingly low. Out of 87 million fully vaccinated, 5,079 symptomatic breakthroughs. If you are vaccinated, your chance of having a symptomatic case of COVID is 0.005%. Your chance of dying from COVID, you ready for this? If you're vaccinated, 0.00009%. If you're going to worry about that, you should never leave your home for any reason ever. 
people have just been all so emotionally overwrought with this. Oh my gosh, Fauci says, if I just wear the masks. You know what the truth is? We'll eventually look back at this, not only realize what madness this was, this period of time, and how the left, in the most cynical, despicable fashion, took a pandemic as a political opportunity, not only to beat Donald Trump, but to assert unprecedented control over our society and to turn millions and millions of people into sheep, whether we wanted to be or not. Every time I walk through the lobby of my building, feel like a sheep. I don't want to do it, but if I don't, they, they say I'm violating the terms of my lease. They're going to evict me. And for those of you who live in places where they don't really enforce masks, well, guess what? You better hope you don't have to get on an airplane anytime soon because they're crazy on airplanes. Better hope you don't have to go into a federal building or go into a major uh, you know, retail chain that's nationwide. All mask maniacs all the time. Um, this has been an enormous failure and it's shameful what's going on here. And we should all see this for exactly what it is. The left saw an opportunity to control people and to strap masks on your two-year-old and literally on two-year-olds, as you know. On two-year-old kids. Even though the data shows that it's very, very, very unlikely that a two-year-old is going to be under any real threat from this and it's very hard for them to give it to anybody else. They created this false, this false need for a zero risk from COVID society and used it to control everything. And they were wrong. And I'm not going to let this go. I'm not also going to allow the people that were running around virtue signaling with their masks. I mean, Joe Biden's wearing masks on Zoom calls, folks, like a psycho. This is the president of the United States. Gotta wear a mask. You know, our mask keeps me, keeps me safe from, you know, the electronic COVID, you know, the particles, you know, uh, no joke. They'll come right at you. You won't even see them like little UFOs flying through the sky, you know, just going through the air and go up your nose. You know, I got the, the blonde leg hairs and I got the white nose hairs and little COVID UFOs fly up there. And it's science, folks, folks, it's science. Really? The dumbest president in history? It's possible. The, uh, the message is clear. You're vaccinated. Guess, guess what? You get to return to a more normal lifestyle. If you're not vaccinated, you're still a danger. You, you're still in danger as well. So get vaccinated. Uh, no, the message is not clear, actually. That's the HHS secretary. It's not clear at all. A more normal lifestyle? How much more? I still got to walk around with a mask on like an idiot. There's no reason for people who are vaccinated to walk around with masks on. None. It's ridiculous. It's wrong. It's unfair. They make you. You know why? Because they want to control you. Because the moment that it's the moment people start seeing other human beings faces on a regular basis indoors in particular. The moment they start seeing that, then more people just say, this is dumb. I'm, I'm done with this. They know that. They had to keep this as a universal mandate no matter how stupid no matter how annoying no matter how useless it was for millions and millions of people because it's about control it's so obvious isn't it and uh becerra saying here 
that you know that it's it's clear um it's not clear at all here play play 14 he talked more about this because i've often wondered i'm outside by myself nobody's around why am i wearing a mask so this would be very helpful to know if you're vaccinated do you have to wear a mask outside or you don't have to wear a mask outside? Well, we weren't born with masks, but we want to be safe and we want to protect our loved ones. And so that's why we wear masks, right? We, we put on our seatbelt. We don't expect that we're going to crash our car, but we want to be safe. That's what we're just trying to do is make sure everyone is safe. We want to get back to a normal lifestyle. We want to get our economy going, people back at work, restaurants open. You got to do that the right way. And masks help. Vaccinations, important. Masks help. And so even though I'm, I'm vaccinated, I still wear a mask. Exactly. So why do you why do we have to do that if we're vaccinated? That's why I'm so confused, because I keep yeah, well, hearing you don't have to wear it, but still you could still pass it or you could still pass it along, even though you've been vaccinated. That's why I'm, I'm you, confused. Yeah, the vaccine's done a really good job of making sure you, you'll not only be safe and healthy, but that you won't infect others. But still, we, you never know. And what you're trying to do is encourage others. We're going to get to a point where masks, we're going to hang or hang up uh, masks on our wall as, as, you know, signs of what used to be. But until then, let's, let's try to get to the point where we're back to normal. So you're encouraging people by wearing a mask after you've been vaccinated? That's, that's virtue signaling. Look at me, look at me, I'm wearing a mask, everyone wears masks, yay, let's all wear masks. It's not, not about the epidemiology. Look, the HHS secretary is not very smart, but put that aside for a moment. Look at the people that are involved in this Biden administration at the top level. A lot of morons, just going to say it, a lot of morons. A lot of really unimpressive people. And notice that there's just, he, he can't even get through that soundbite without blather and, and contradiction and, and absurdity and it just none of it makes any sense oh you know you got to do it we're going to get back to when do we get back to normal what when does that happen exactly because they hold you to a zero risk standard to justify the masks now and we're never going to actually be at zero risk so when do we get to get rid of the masks answer when they tell you and that's the whole point Look, if there were a state that outlawed masks, I think I would move there. Uh, no, no, not not that doesn't require them. Outlawed it. Outlawed it. That's what I want. I want a state that actually says you can't cover your face up outdoors and you can't mandate it. If individuals want to do it themselves indoors, fine, but you can't mandate it inside. Outside, there are places used to have this as a public health risk. I'm sorry, a public safety risk, rather. You, you couldn't wear a mask because people need to know who you are. So I, I want a state that goes back to that and that says that a business cannot force you to cover up your face. And remember, if they can force you to wear one mask, they can force you to wear two. Why not three? Why not goggles? We can play this game all day because it's stupid and it's wrong. But that wasn't that wasn't enough to stop them from all this other stuff, was it? Feels good to be right. I'm just going to say that it does feel good to be right now. They're not going to. They're going to act like, oh, no, it's because of the vaccine. It's we're at this point with the vaccine. No, no. We all know what's really happened here. Look at Texas. Look at Michigan. Oh, the mask mandate. Yeah, sure. They're wrong. Fauci, that little fascist, egomaniacal scum. He's put people through so much. I mean, just every time 
you see that guy, you should just think there are three-year-olds on playgrounds outside that are breathing through a stifling mask because of that feckless little MSNBC-loving coward. That's what you should think every time you see the Fouch on television. Ah, the border. I was on Tucker's show last night talking about it, and I, I'm, I'm trying to make it a, a bigger issue. I'm trying to get the word out even further about how it's just deteriorating. It's getting, it's getting worse all the time. Um, but we're all now in this in this loop about fighting over individual law enforcement involved uh, shootings and and, you know, battling the narrative of BLM and all this stuff. Meanwhile, it's going to be over one hundred and fifty thousand for the month of April. It's going to be over one hundred thousand next month, probably over one hundred thousand a month after that. We're looking at a million people a year crossing the U.S. Can't get the media to focus on. it. Oh, I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. But, you know, that's not a problem any of us can solve. There are problems you can, though, when it comes to your business. And that's why I want you to check out Bambi, because when you're running a business, HR issues can kill you. I mean, you've got wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. And as you know, HR manager salaries are not inexpensive. An average nationwide, about $70,000 a year. That's why you need Bambi. Bambi helps small business owners with their most complex HR issues and uh, employment nuances across all 50 states. Bambi matches you with your very own dedicated HR manager that you can easily reach by phone, chat, or email. And their dedicated HR manager at Bambi will know your business and your specific concerns. All right, it's month to month. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash buck right now. Bambi.com slash buck. Uh, we certainly know that the number of people who are in facilities, the reason we have been so focused on expediting moving kids out of these Border Patrol facilities is because we want to uh, reduce the public health impact uh, in these facilities and get them into spaces where we can do social distancing and when we can ensure these kids have access to health, uh, you know, health and medical experts and educational resources. So that's certainly, and we've made some progress on that front, even over the last few weeks since you got married, I will say. Um, on that exact issue. So, look, but if the if president or a vice president goes down and visits a facility like this, you have to potentially clear some parts out. There's a lot of security that comes. Our focus here is on solutions, on making progress, on moving these kids out of these facilities, on getting them connected with sponsor homes, with with family members if possible. And that's really where the president uh, president's focus is at this point. So why can't Kamala Harris get to the border? Just wondering. Why can't the border czar actually get down to the U.S.-Mexico border? I'm, I'm curious. They, they, they can't give us a reason? I mean, what else does she really have to do? She's the border czar. They know that the facilities are overrun. They know that they're spreading COVID in these facilities all over the place. They know that People are gaming our immigration system in so many ways. Isn't it important enough that the person who's tasked with trying to fix the problem would actually go and 
learn about it and see what's happening. I mean, this is on U.S. soil, folks. I'm not asking her to fly, you know, to, to Beijing tomorrow, although she's the vice president. She can do that, too. I'm wondering, what does it take for her to actually get down there? They don't want to talk about this. They don't want the American people to be focused on this. Much better to have the media running interference for the Biden left wing agenda by having us all arguing about every police involved shooting that that where the the person shot is a black man. We're supposed to spend all of our time now as a country fixated on those issues, those incidents fighting over them. No no matter how clear the shooting may be, by the way, as a legal matter, doesn't still have to talk about it because there'll be riots and looting and racism and systemic racism. And and meanwhile, the left wing Democrats keep marching forward with their agenda. They just keep pushing things through and the border is open. It's open. You know, all it takes is some basic knowledge, like having a child with you that's of a certain age. And you get to stay in America. It's all all you have to do. You show up with a child at a certain age, say that person, you know, is in your care as a family member and you will you will beat the whole U.S. immigration system. And there's going to be a big push for amnesty. They'll be quiet about it, probably going into the midterms. They'll go for it at the second part of Biden's first term. Just in time for Biden to say, I'm too old. I'm actually going to hand this over to Kamala so she can run for her first term as president, uh, who as a president has been elected after taking over, let's say, the last year of the Biden presidency. That's what I think is going to happen. But, you know, I was I was just down there. I was talking about it yesterday and uh, we'll have a border special on the first TV on my show. Hold the line this Friday. Uh, at seven o'clock. So you should definitely check that out. If you don't, you can download the first TV app. It's free. If you want to watch my show, hold the line and you should watch it. It's on uh, it's on every every day. You can watch it on demand. Totally free. Uh, we're going to have a whole border special where I have all the footage that we, we took down there. But, you know, I, I've heard from some contacts of mine at the border and people who work on the on the security side of this that uh, word has come down from D.C. Total lockdown now on anybody in the press, anybody in the media getting any access to see the things that I saw. They, they don't want people seeing the things that I saw. And this is in response. You may have seen I was on Tucker's show last night, but also I've been tweeting and and uh, written at bucksexton.com about this and just been pushing the truth out there in every way that I can, talking about it here on a radio show that's on over 200 stations. And uh, they've, dropped the, they've dropped the hammer now on us. They've said uh, you, they, the Biden administration does not want people to know what's happening and certainly doesn't want people to get the kind of footage and access that I had. So now no one's no one's going to get access. I mean, Border Patrol, not going to talk to anybody. You know, I spoke to the head of the Rio Grande uh, sector and he didn't do anything political. He just sat with me as a member of the press and told me what's going on there. I'm sure they hated that total lockdown now on access to what's going on at the border. How could that be? And, and notice you're not going to hear a peep. You won't hear any protest from the journos about this. You won't hear anything from them about what's going on here. They're fine with it. They play for a team and it's team Democrat. So whatever has to happen to assist them in that process, whatever has to happen to uh, 
to put points on the board for Biden and co. That's what they'll do. That is their view of the situation. And it simply doesn't matter that we have an open border. It doesn't matter that uh, there's a total ineptitude in this Biden administration when it comes to immigration policy. Democrats are, are fine with, with the fact that this is a liability right now for Biden. Long term, Democrats view this as a strength because they're just importing their future voters in their minds. People more likely to be dependent on the state and on the kind of Marxist philosophy and the equity based policies that Democrats push all the time. Uh, here's I mean, it, look, it's it's quite clear to me what's going on. And just be prepared for the fact there's not going to be a whole lot of a whole lot of coverage. We got down there right before the gate. They shut the gate after me. They're going to tell people, oh, no, no one's going to. No one who works for the government is going to talk to opposition media anymore about the border, which is a shame. I mean, it just goes to show you how important it is to get the truth out. But our journalist industrial complex is going to be completely silent about this. They won't question it because remember, it's it's debate that is frowned upon by our media. It's open discussion that they have a problem with now. They are authoritarians. They are the enforcers of consensus, whether it's on border issues or on COVID issues. Here's an MSNBC panel that's talking about how people shouldn't be able to talk openly about the vaccines and their feelings about them and their concerns about them. That that open debate is, in fact, a corruption in and of itself. Play two. I don't know how the right got so far ahead on um, creating um, such a political connotation around the conversation about vaccine passports. But again, down here on planet Earth, just about every college that has announced a back to school policy for the fall has announced a policy that includes proof of vaccination. Um, Pre-COVID, anyone with a, you know, parents have been turning in vaccine records for their children since the beginning of time. There are all sorts of things you have to do to travel to all sorts of different places. How has that debate become so corrupted so early? I don't know, but it's bad. Um, I live in a state that is uh, the state legislature is dominated by Trumpers and they are busy making it illegal for a business to require a, a passport, a vaccine passport. And you're right. This is nothing new. Um, I remember, you know, having to show my children shots before they could go to school. Uh, notice that they it's always about the Trumpers when it comes to the vaccine. See, these people, they, they politicize everything dishonestly. I saw the vaccine statistics for New York, which is where I live. And what group do you think has the lowest level of vaccination, despite despite explicit efforts to put vaccination centers? Vaccines are free. You sign up online and they put them in uh Low-income, predominantly minority areas of New York City, right? Got to got to create greater equity through all this. Um, what do you think? Well, which group has the lowest levels of vaccination in New York right now? Which which uh, demographic category? African Americans. Something like uh, twenty some odd percent, I believe, are va- are fully vaccinated at this point. Other groups are, uh, th- I think, uh, whites are something like. 35 percent Asians are over 40 percent. So vaccinated. We're talking about vaccinations now. 
But whenever there's the conversation about vaccine hesitancy, it's trashing Trumpers. They're the ones that have vaccine hesitancy. I sit here and I say, I'm not anti-vax, but I've got questions. I got problems with this. And I mean, I've gotten a lot of vaccinations because of my time, especially my time in the CIA, but also I've gotten all the other standard vaccinations in my life that people get. Um, why should I get vaccinated? I'm immune. I had covid clear, clear as day, medically proven covid. Now I'm now I'm good. I got to get vaccinated on top of my natural immunity. Why? Where's the data on that? Never. I never even hear anyone explain this. Oh, no, you should go get vaccinated. Why? My body already beat it. My immune system already killed covid. So I got to go and get a, a an injection for a vaccine that is going to try to get my body to replicate the response that I already had from the real thing. Natural immunity is generally and overwhelmingly more potent than the immunity you get from vaccines. Right. But. In this case, they say no. In this case, they say you got to do it anyway. So it's it's the discussion. It's the debate itself. That's the problem. Obey. Obey. There's this whole mindset of people who are just pathetic. They just go about their lives with such a cowardice. They just want to be a part of the herd and be safe and fed and warm and whatever they think that requires, they're willing to go along with. I mean, it's a good thing Fauci didn't tell everybody that you can, you know, you can protect yourself from COVID by, you know, electrocuting other people around you because there would have been a run on tasers. There would have been rolling blackouts all across the country as all these MSNBC, CNN watchers running around electrocuting it. Fauci said so. It's like the Milgram experiment, you know. Oh, you know, it's watching people just execute. I mean, watching people electrocute people because an authority figure tells them to do it, right? So this we we are running a Milgram experiment here, where we're masking up little kids. It's disgraceful. Where you're double masking on airplanes and then pulling your mask down so you can eat your bagel and your coffee and whatever. <laughs> 